It's Monday, February 4th, 2018. I'm your host, Charlotte Green. Welcome back to The Weed. Today, German police want to legalize weed. Medical marijuana is now being sold legally in Texas. And we kick off our interviews with Felix Murray of Gas House, who offers insight on how to get into the industry. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Weed with Charlotte Green. I'm warming things up with a blunt of Paradiso's Key Lime. That was your choice for Thursday's Dank of the Day. And today, we're continuing our Paradiso swag bag giveaway with a bunch of legal weedy goodies like postcards, pins, matches. Uh, last week's winner is Annie Chun. C-H-E-U-N. Annie, email us at partners at theweedshow.co to claim your parody. So swag bag and you share, comment, and get involved if you want to increase your chances of being sent one of these parody. So swag bags. All right. Subscribe to the Weed newsletter at theweed.tv, the Weed podcast on iTunes, and you can, of course, watch on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed with Charlo Green and subscribe there. Now let's shake things up and start today off with your dank of the day. Today's dank of the day is brought to you by Paradiso Gardens. Find them at paradiso.gardens on IG and Gas House. You can find them at gashouseshop.com and they're on IG at gas underscore house. Um, now up first we have um, Purple Gorilla, one of my favorites from Paradiso. Um, comes with heavy euphoria to take away your sense of gravity and lift you to a relaxed and happy place. Uh, then, also from Paradiso, we have Gelato, which leaves you feeling relaxed, happy, and uplifted. So, those are two from Paradiso. And then, um, of course, Paradiso invites you to stop and smell the flower. Enjoy Paradise in a Puff with Paradiso. Beautiful branding. And then, our third option for the day is Gas House OG. Now, OG Kush is cherished for its ability to crush stress under the weight of its heavy euphoria. It carries an earthy pine and sour lemon scent with woody undertones, an aroma that has become the signature of OG Kush varieties. Um, again, follow Gas House at gas underscore house on IG. A little later, we're sitting down with the man behind this brand, Felix Murray, who's going to talk to you about where this brand is um, and what he's doing to help usher in other people of color, especially into the cannabis community, cannabis industry. So we've got Purple Gorilla, we've got Gelato from Paradiso, and we've got Gas House OG. Comment below letting us know where you're watching from, what you're smoking on, and what we should open up tomorrow's show with. I'll be watching the comments and um, We'll be sure to keep that strain around, so keep on commenting, checking in. Paradiso swag bag, giving away another one. Annie, she took away the first prize of the season. You can too as well. 
Now let's get into today's pod topics. Up first, they are selling weed in Texas, legally. And it's technically medical marijuana, but still, that is huge. The Texas Tribune reports that the state's three approved dispensaries have begun providing cannabis oil to seizure patients. Now that's great, but there are only 17 doctors in the entire massive state of Texas allowed to prescribe CBD oil. 17 for all of Texas. Now that leaves countless patients without access. But on top of that, if you are fortunate enough to find one of these 17 doctors, you have to specifically be an epilepsy patient that has tried two FDA approved drugs first and found them ineffective to make sure Big Pharma gets their cut, of course, before you can try natural plant medicine legally. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Now, I'm conflicted about this story, and I think that's what they want. See, some of the sickest patients now have access, which is tremendous. There are dispensaries and CBD weed, which is good if you've never seen a thriving medical marijuana community, like the one we have in California, where it doesn't say you have to specifically be suffering from this, and you have to spend all of this money and go through all of this pain with these other drugs that you know aren't gonna help you before you get the chance to try this medicine. And then when we give you the medicine, it's not gonna be the whole cannabis plant, it's just gonna be CBD maybe low THC in there, but, but anything that, that has any other cannabinoid that we don't understand you're not gonna get. I don't, I don't know. Now, if you have um, and you know that these CBD-only laws are designed to distract the public from the real fight to real access, this is not a step back, but a step to the side. But I would love to hear what you think. Like I said, I'm conflicted. This is progress. This is going to help a lot of people. It just could help so much more, you know? So step in the right direction, not far enough, but this is Texas. And the fact that we're reporting positive news out of Texas, that's a good thing. Meanwhile, over in Europe, the revolution rolls on as German police, yes, German police, work to legalize cannabis completely. The Association of German Criminal Officers, also known as BDK, don't know why, says the prohibition of cannabis has historically been seen as arbitrary and has not yet been implemented in an intelligent and effective manner. The BDK therefore advocates a complete decriminalization of cannabis use. That's what the head of the association said, adding that the current legal system is stigmatizing people and promoting criminal careers. Rather than focus largely on repression, according to uh, the head of that organization, he says there are better opportunities in drug policy, such as learning to deal with responsible drug use, helping consumers and addicts with aspects of welfare, and making effective child and youth protection possible. For motorists, however, they say smoking cannabis must remain taboo. Now, I think this is one of the first times in the history of me that I've actually agreed with the police. 
progress is always exciting, especially when it comes from places that you least expect. Now, I misspoke uh, last week or the week prior when I said that Vermont was one of the last places anyone expected to be super progressive, becoming the first state to legalize recreational marijuana by use of legislation and not voter referendum. But apparently the people have spoken up to correct me and Vermont is a Northeast haven for free spirits that value liberty. So I stand corrected when it comes to that. Rock on Vermont. Now Germany, this is a surprise. I won't jump to any conclusions about what things have been like since the Holocaust but it sounds like things are better. Sounds like you are, are progressing, advancing, becoming leaders um, in the conversation on cannabis reform and responsible drug use and drug policy. So that's great. Do we have anyone from Germany checking in? Let me know. And then uh, not so great news out of the Northeast. Police are cracking down on gifting. Now, in the last few months, according to Leafly, D.C. area police have raided a growing number of cannabis bars, um, events at bars, restaurants, and private homes around the city. Just a couple weeks ago, on January 20th, cops arrested 22 people at a downtown lounge, seizing 17 pounds of flour, 10 pounds of edibles, and two quarts of oils. Now, this is surprising because back in 2014, D.C. residents passed Initiative 71, legalizing home grow of up to six plants and possession of up to two ounces and gifting of up to one ounce of marijuana. Now, after voters showed up and passed that, Congress blocked the city from spending any money to regulate sales of the plant, but allowed the ballot measure to become law. So now what you have is this gifting economy that relies on consumers buying non-cannabis items um, like say you buy this postcard right or no 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 let's say you buy these matches for sale for forty dollars but hey you also get this free gift of forty dollars worth of weed along with it get it the weed's a gift well now organizers and participants are facing fines and felonies just like before they voted to legalize. Now, I think this sucks, of course. I'm all for figuring out a way to make things work within the confines of the law, and I'm sure that was the aim of these organizers, trying to work with the law to knowing the spirit of the initiative that was implemented, um, that was to implement a legal weed system, but that was stopped by Congress. So what are the people that showed up, did their civic duty, rallied, voted, passed the initiative, and all of a sudden, um, someone else steps in and says, uh, no. You know, what are they supposed to do? The activists in the area say they have more work to do until weed sales or this kind of gifting will be allowed. Until then, you're putting yourself at risk. Now, they legalized in 2014, y'all. Um, this is four years later. We legalized, or the place that I come from, Alaska, legalized in 2014, and there's a, I wouldn't call it thriving, but there is a wheat economy that exists up there. Everyone that legalized that long ago, um, it's up and running. 
and it sucks that DC is in a position where, where they have to figure out a creative way to get what it is that the people there need and want. So um, if it was tasked to anyone else, I might be a little worried, but I know the activists out in DC are fierce. So I'm excited to report on the progress I know will take place there. And to wrap up our pot topics, secret shoppers heading to pot shops near you. In Massachusetts, a secret shopper could pose as a customer and purchase marijuana products from retail pot shops to make sure the products are safe and being sold to adults over the age of 21 under rules that state regulators are considering. Now it sounds a lot like what's our What's in Your Weed series, so you know, I love this. According to MassLive.com, the Secret Shopper program would allow an underage person to go in and attempt to purchase marijuana. The products could also be tested for accuracy and potency, and if the shop is slipping up, the commission steps in. Um, what do you guys think of this idea? It's nothing new if you look at the alcohol industry, and um, I worked as like a manager at a clothing store, and they would do the same thing, have someone that worked for like the company, corporate parts of the company come in and secret shop and judge, you know, the quality, the feel of the, I think it's great that there are more protections being introduced um, for consumers. You see with our What's in Your Weed series, since 96, there's been medical marijuana here in California and it's 2018 and 90% of the stuff that we're testing that's been sold as medicine for the last few decades is poison, is literally poison. So I'm all for introducing as many protections um, for consumers because it's clear the industry doesn't have the consumers. The majority of the industry, based on our test results, the more than two dozen that we run here on the Weed Show, based on that, the industry cares more about its bottom line and getting to that finish line than they do about providing quality medicine. So we'll be recapping more of our What's in Your Weed results. Next week, we kick off the new season. Super excited about that. We'll tell you more in just a second. But yes, let us know what you think. I'd be a little worried about the fact that government officials are coming in and judging, and maybe someone could be hating or, or catch you on a not great day or uh, an employee that's just fucking shit up. But at the end of the day, they probably shouldn't be working there and you probably don't get to have off days when you're providing medicine. So I will watch. Let me know what you think. That wraps it up for today's pod topics. Comment letting us know what you think of these stories to win. Oh, there it is. So sweet, guys. And there's really cool things. Now head to theweed.tv for links to all the stories we covered. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. What's in Your Weed is a segment where we purchase products for sale at dispensaries and get them tested by scientists, then read the results live, just like Maury. This week, we continue recapping the most interesting What's in Your Weed results. Today on the testing block, Spriggs 45 milligram THC milligram soda. Legalization brings tons of cool things and new ways to consume like Spriggs innovative, refreshing THC infused soda. Now the thing about liquid THC products is that when they're stored in plastic, according to our friends at Farm Labs, the plastic tends to absorb 
the THC that's supposed to be in your drink. So we've never had a cannabis drink actually tested at the advertised potency. Not once. Almost all of them are in plastic. And according to our friends at Farm Labs, they thought it was odd that when they would test many of these drinks, the numbers would consistently be so off. So they decided to actually test the content of the plastic that held one of the drinks. And one time they said they found more THC in the plastic than in the actual drink. Okay, so when you're buying your cannabis tinctures, your cannabis drinks, if you see plastic, know that it's probably absorbed a bunch of your medicine. But when we saw Sprig kept their cans in aluminum or whatever other sodas are kept in, we figured we'd get better results. When we tested the 45 milligram THC can, however, the scientists at Farm Labs found only 26.18 grams of THC. That is 42% less medicine than what is advertised on the package. Now, in spite of that, I know people that can smoke and eat tons of weed but can't finish one can of these and be coherent or awake. So the test results say 26 milligrams of the 45. In my own experience, these things feel like they have hundreds of milligrams in them. So this is still a brand, like I still, I fuck with Sprig. I like their drink, it gets the job done. We just need to figure out what is going on with all of these liquids testing in so variably. I don't understand what it is if they are using some sort of isolate or distillate and adding that to the drinks or they're extracting from the whole plant and then something happens when they introduce um, the extract into whatever the rest of the juice or soda is. I don't know what's happening, but we're going to be watching and we're going to dig into that. Now, next week, we bring our new what's in your weed results to all of you, starting with the shop's first license to sell weed in Southern California. So up first, we're stopping by Oz WeHo, owned by my buddy, Dr. Tina, which has been popping since the start of the year. So we're excited to see the standard being set in this new legal era, aren't you? And they have some cool Netflix strains, so we wanna see what's going on to, with that what Netflix has co-signed, you know? How can, how can the rest of you guys score something like that? Let's see. And in honor of Black History Month, we're kicking off our interviews with Felix Murray. Why Felix? Because he and his companies are doing the most to help people of color find their space in the industry. He has great insight on how you need to maneuver to make it, and he has a few opportunities that you can help to fill now. So this is the first interview of many. Everyone be sure to subscribe to the Weed newsletter at theweed.tv, the Weed podcast on iTunes, and of course, watch on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed with Charlotte Green and subscribe there. And we're coming to Dash Radio. Hey-o! Shout out to Purple East Properties. Um, here's Felix. So we're joined now by Felix Murray, the man behind the movement that is known as Gas House. How's it going, Felix? 
going good. <laughs> going Thanks great. Thanks for joining us to kick off Black History Month. Yeah. We are making sure that we pay extra special attention to the innovation that people of color are contributing mm -hmm. to the revolution. Yeah. So it just makes sense that, that we start here. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys were featured in Vice. Um, mm -hmm. People might know his face or his voice from there. Um, but then things were a little more underground. California wasn't all the way legal. Mm -hmm. Where is Gas House now? Well, we're in California now as well as Oregon. Um, we were in Oregon doing our thing, kind of just waiting for everything to uh, go recreational here in California. So just kind of in between. My business partner was holding out Oregon. I was here in California. Your business partner? The, yeah. the guy with the, the yeah, man Mr. 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 Kingston, Kingston approved. You <laughs> know, he, that, has he come out yet or is he still I mean, super he's around, he's around, you know, people, you know. He's in unveiling, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, He's going to yeah, have yeah. to stop by here then. No, no, he will, he will. So, okay. So, yeah, so I'm in California now here, so, you know, between the Bay and uh, Los Angeles, so, yeah. So, why cannabis? Why are you super excited about the cannabis industry? Well, uh, I, I've always been a cannabis advocate anyway, and, you know, 25 years ago I was saying that we would uh, be here where we're at this day. And uh, I think it's an opportunity for all people to get on some of this ground floor to, uh, to build, you know, to build this new, emerging, exciting industry, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What I try yeah. and tell people or how I try to convey my excitement, it's like there was the dot-com bubble. Mm -hmm. There was Missed that. steel. There was, I Wasn't mean. Wasn't around for that. Around for, for most of it, and yeah. then the other stuff you had to have certain qualifications or you needed to know certain people right. in order to get in. But with right. cannabis, this is just as big as any of those other industries, maybe even bigger because it crosses over it into does. medicine right. and into industrial um, operations and absolutely, all of that. Absolutely. So, this is our chance. Anyone can stake their claim in what's happening. Yes, they can. Definitely. So, why should people of color, especially, be excited about this? Well, you know, um, we pay a high price for this. Um, you mean with all of with, the policing? With all the policing and you know, arrest and stuff. And uh, I, like I said, I think it should be equal for everyone. Cannabis brings things, brings people together. So I don't think people should be excluded for being in the business. You know what I mean? So that's what cannabis is. One of the things that it's great for is, is unity or whatever, you know, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So. so the exclusion for being a part of it in the first place, that seems like a catch-22, but it's kind of how the regulations in yeah. a lot of states are being passed. Right, right, right. Like I said, we, we know we have a lot of convictions as a people, and so that disqualified uh, a lot of people in a lot of these jurisdictions from even, even getting involved in the business or what have you. Uh, places like Oakland is one of the places that, you know, they're um, spearheading, you know, people, giving people a second chance, you know what I mean? Because, you know, good people have been arrested, persecuted and stuff for this, uh, for cannabis or what have you, and can't get jobs, uh, employed anywhere, what have you. So this is a time right now that they can kind of come back out and, you know, state their claim mm -hmm. as well, you know? No, it, it makes total sense to me.
it's important for advocates in places mm. that are working for reform to look out for this sort of language in the laws that they're voting on. If something right. says, if you've been a part of this industry, if you mm. helped get it to this point right. and you had to pay for that, mm -hmm. you can't participate. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. What it is are outsiders trying to cut everyone else out so that they can have it all to themselves. Absolutely. So the fact that San Francisco is and Oakland and the Bay Area is making sure they're leading by example and doing the opposite of that. Right. Saying if you have been a part of this, then you get to be first in line. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Desley Brooks. She's yes. a big part of that. Yeah. yeah Councilwoman, yes, she is. Thank you. Yes. So, um, where do people go to get involved? You stated you guys started out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone that's like the place to get in because the barriers of entry are super low. They are. They are. Um, well, everybody can't pick up and move to, <laughs> move, move to Oregon. Maybe not everybody. You know, uh, I mean, we here in California, the biggest cannabis market in the world. Why not planet. Move? You know, if, if you want it, you can come to Cali where it's at. Cali? That's where it is. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, because you got Colorado people already established there. Um, Washington, you know, is established. Oregon is flooded right now with, with surplus of, I guess, a million, a million and a half pounds in the system right now. I heard um, that pounds were going for as low as fifty dollars. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I heard that as whole well. Whole pounds. Whole pounds. Well, you, you know, marijuana deteriorates. I mean, cannabis has a shelf life, so you know, it's putting people in position where you know to move this product, and you know, it may have started out off, off at a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred and. You know, that was four, five, six months ago. And, and it's plummeted? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Even but that's not the standard the price. It's not gas house price. <laughs> no happens. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we don't have to do that. Yeah. No, I think um, the only way you aren't racing to the bottom during this change is if you branded yourself. Yep. Branding is very, very important. I don't know how many times I need to say that to people. So. Mm -hmm. It's not about how much money, even though you need money, some money to brand. It's not about how much money you invest in this business or how big your grow is or your facility or anything like that. People have to, you know, have to trust you. You know, they have to walk in and be familiar when they come into a new retail store and all these products are on the shelf. They have to look, you know, they have to see things that they recognize, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that they trust or what have you. So, especially yeah. if they watch our What's in Your Weed segment. Yeah, Gotta exactly. find brands that you can yeah, no, actually no, really, trust. Really, really. And um, that would be much better for regulation as well because, you know, now it's a process of uh, getting the product testing. So, yes, there's a lot of stuff out there right now, but uh, as time goes on and, and things have to go uh, be tested, all that stuff will be pushed out. You know, this time next year, um, it won't be dirty products on the market, maybe on the black market, but you know, not not on a recreational market. Right. It, won't, it won't be. I think they have, um, or there are about six more months for untested products to be sold. Yep. After and it's that, out of there. It's out over. Of there. Over. <laughs> you, you buy you buy your weed from the street. I don't know what you might be smoking. You know, hey, yeah, it costs a little bit more um, purchase from a retail store, but you know, you'll be safe. Yeah. You know, and you know what's in your product, and you know, everybody's on the health kick and. Everybody's talking about, you know, veganist and vegan that and you're smoking, you know, uh, 
pesticides do that? Who wants and to do mold. that? You want to and mold? You want to be cheap and you know you want to go to your guy down the street with the untested weed product or what have you. Uh, God knows what you're smoking right. and putting in your body or whatever. Or you can spend the extra. You can go to the store. Yeah, it costs a little bit more, but that's okay. You're talking about your health and your body and what have you. You know, you can't put a price on that. You're paying to do Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially if you're using it as medicine, which is what literally everyone right. up until this point technically right. has been doing. Mm -hmm. The fact that 90% of it is dirty is, it is. terrifying. And it's it is terrifying. Yeah. So... Absolutely. Back to branding, mm -hmm. we showed everyone um, during the last episode of The Weed a little bit of what you guys have here. Mm -hmm. Showed them that pop top, oh, got yeah. real close to the mic. It's all oh, yeah. smoking, guys, sorry. Yes. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. but this is also a really cool thing. It's part of the user experience. Yeah, man. Catch a can. Keep it fresh. Catch a get fresh. Gas house, OG, you know, LA is a big OG place or whatever, so you know. You know, and this is what uh, we're really known for as well as our OG strain or what have you. And uh, yes, this can keeps it fresh. You can use it for an ashtray afterwards. You can put your change in it. You can just restore your weed and just put your cap on and put it in your pocket or whatever. So yeah, I like this. A uh, great way for storing product. A uh, great way for inventory, you know. So yeah, mm. I like it. Nice. Yeah. I like it too. Mm -hmm. Something a little different. Something yes, that yes, stands yes. out outside of the regular Packaging, right, right, like, right. The regular mylar, you yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can just head to gas underscore house on Instagram to follow Gas House and everything they have going on, which um, I'd like to talk about the fact that you are working to put as many people of color on. Yeah. That's uh, when I started this journey, you know, that's kind of what started out uh, myself in uh, Kingston, you know, being minorities or what have you. And uh, I continue to do that. And that's what we're doing in Oakland. Uh, you know, our location in Oakland is uh, the Counterplex. We call it the Kohung. Um, it's, it's in Oakland. And yes, we are we are employing people of color, you know, and not only people of color, but yes, we're bringing people of color in. We're training them. Uh, we, we train them how to extract. We're training them how to grow. We'll train how to run cannabis business, you know, from top to bottom. So yeah. tell me more about, you called it the Canaplex or the mm -hmm. Canadome? What did the, you the, the, It's ca the Canaplex. The Canaplex. Tell and, me about the Canaplex. Okay, the Canaplex, what we do, okay, we host a number of businesses as well. A number, of, we have four equity uh, applicants in there that we uh, provide them with a thousand square f uh, feet of, of um, space, rent-free for the next three years or what have you. Um, rent-free? Yeah, that's kind of how the equity uh, permit program. That's Sheesh. how that's how it works. You know, they, you know, you gotta help. You know, I mean, you know, people need areas. You know, yeah, out. yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow. So we're there to, to to do that, and that's what we are doing currently right now. For four and, businesses. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and like I say, we also we we we're employing a lot of people of color as well. So, and training. Yeah. So you have your um, cultivator, mm -hmm. Kingston. Yep. Who's Black. Yep, extractor. An extractor. Gary. I've yeah. never seen a black extractor. Yeah, well, I haven't either, so. <laughs> before the first before one. Gary. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Gary. Yeah, we, <laughs> and then we got you it have going. These four equity partners. Yeah, delivery services and what have you. Yeah. yeah. And your Canaplex. Oh, yeah. You're doing the most. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm here for. In the best way. Yeah, man. 
Hit him up if you yeah. need a job, apparently. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, for <laughs> real. No, definitely. So, gas underscore house, um, gashouseshop.com, one of the websites. And gashouseog.com, we're building it right now. G.com. Yeah. What else do you want to leave the people with? We're kicking off Black History Month with this conversation, so. Um, I'd like for people to come with me on this journey, man. You know, we need some help over here as well, you know what I mean? Just. And we want to help and give back and, uh, you know, keep building. keep building. That's what I'm here for, man. Thanks for being a yeah. pioneer. Yeah. Gas house. We're about to get super high now. Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Thanks for I stopping need to. by, right? Yeah, I need, Let's I need to. Let's do that. All right. <laughs>